This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up on today's show, we hear from Mark Bacigalupi. He is the new Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, coming over from the Brainerd Lakes area where he was the area supervisor. The Northwest region is big, so we've got a lot to cover with Mark next. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much some trout the fishes all tremble at the thought of me when i'm and country this is the paul bunyan country outdoors podcast sponsored in part by bumaji state university you can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of minnesota's northwoods the drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature so join us on the shores of lake bumaji Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, today we get to talk with the new Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, but he's not new to the show because we've uh, talked to him a number of times over the last several years as the Brainerd Area Fisheries Supervisor, Mark Pachigalupi. And Mark, first of all, congratulations on the new gig. Thanks much, Kevin. Thanks for having me. So uh, you you go from the Brainerd uh, area to the Northwest region. What is the difference, not specifically about those two areas, but uh, the job description? What's the difference between an area supervisor and a regional manager, really? Yeah, you know, time flies when you're having fun. So I was in, <laughs> Brain, in Brainerd for almost 13 years which is uh which just shocks me when I hear that number um started with DNR in 2001 and and that time has flown too uh here we are in 2023 um and so I I would say you know it took I feel like it took me 5 years to get good at the brainer job and so uh you know meeting uh meeting some new folks up in the northwest and and I'm actually now having worked in the northwest for three months now i've worked in all four regions of the state so i have a little bit of a grasp on uh different issues around the state but uh you know the difference with um with the regional job is that i'm kind of in charge of now seven of the areas in the northwest um you know in an area was what i would have been in charge of um in brainerd and so all the different issues that kind of come to me are ones that get a little bit trickier so that's uh you know kind of the fun part of the job um and part of the challenging part of it too so and and like a lot of industries it's no different in state government it's it's about relationships and and building trust with folks so working on doing that um and the other difference i would say about the job is probably working outside of the section of fisheries more across disciplines and across divisions to to get agreements and uh 
find ways of staying out of each other's way, uh, stuff like that, and working with with outside groups too. Okay, well, you uh, like you noted, you were in the Brainerd area for a long time. Um, you know, really the Brainerd area and uh, at this Northwest region, uh, very similar in the in the ty- in the fact that they're both very big lake areas, very big fishing areas, a lot of the same species. Uh, what what are some of the differences though between the area you were in and the region that you're now looking at? Yeah, yeah. Walleye still king in Minnesota, wherever you go. Um, so that's true. Um, the lakes are pretty big in Brainerd area, but they're ten times bigger when you get out to the <laughs> northwest. When you start talking about Upper Red and Lake of the Woods and Leech, um, you know, even Cass is. Uh, 15,000 acres of Cass, um, Cass Lake proper. So, um, fun because I'm a walleye fisherman at heart, uh, learning, learning more bass fishing as we go, um, uh, fishing with the kids and stuff like that. But, um, um, just having that basis in, um, uh, appreciating fishing and, uh, having that feel for, for knowing what it's, uh, what that part of the Minnesota experience is about, I think, um, helps me do my job well or keep my keep my goal set, you know. Yeah, and you, you talked about um, working with different groups, and in the Northwest region, obviously there's a, a number of multi-jurisdictional waters, Lake of the Woods being one of the biggies, uh, but there's a lot of other border lakes, and, and of course, um, you know, Red Lake is, is a multi-jurisdictional uh, fishery as well. So, um, yeah, working together with a lot of groups is, is definitely key to your job. Yep, we've got the White Earth Band, the Leech Lake Band, and uh, the Red Lake Band is, uh, in addition to, of course, the counties, and uh, as you mentioned, the border waters, even Canada, so <laughs> Ontario and Manitoba. So when you are um, um, looking at the Northwest region, for those who aren't familiar, obviously it's my backyard, but uh, for those who maybe aren't familiar with what all it covers, uh, I mean, how big of an area is it? Where does it go, and where does it end? Yeah, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting work area. You asked about other differences too. Um, you just triggered that in my memory, and I would say, you know, um, Minnesota is u- unique in that it has three major ecotypes. You know, that are included in the state of Minnesota: the the prairie, you know, farmland region. Um, forests and then more of the northern for, northern forests and so with those soil types come um, different lake types and uh, somewhat more productive waters in the northwest compared to the northeast so you can get uh, better growth rates of fish um, produce you know produce uh, fishing year classes maybe a little quicker uh, which can be helpful sometimes um, uh, back to your question which was, what was your question again, Kevin? Uh, I, I got so, back to the previous question. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the region, what all, you know, it starts where and ends oh, where. Yes, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, it's interesting because it's, uh, you know, down, quote unquote, the south, it's like Glenwood, you know, Glenwood up to uh, um, um, Fergus Falls and Detroit Lakes all the way up to Baudette and then over to Walker and Park Rapids. Um, and, and of course, Bemidji right in the center there. So um, all uh, all vital communities and, and places where, where people from all over the state and nation come to fish. So um, 
So yeah, really interesting work to be done out there. There, there is, and and you know, just some of as you noted, some of the premier fisheries in the state, uh, Lake of the Woods, uh, legendary fishery, not just in Minnesota, of course, um, but also up into Canada, um, Red Lake, Leech Lake, um, Cass Lake, all just really impressive walleye fisheries, and uh, you know, some of them big bass fisheries as well. Yeah, and. Uh... You know, we're doing pretty well. We're clicking along pretty well in the state. You know, Leech Lake uh, had great fishing this winter, and, and you know, part of that, Kev, is that um, we had all that snow, and they had a good road system plowed, and, you know, people pulled their wheelhouses there and, and fished there this winter. You know, fishing was good. It's been hot, but, uh, you know, we could use a – we had a – Actually, this last survey wasn't so hot, and and it wasn't necessarily because the fish weren't there. It was um, the nets were loaded with algae. Basically, it was just kind of a weird, kind of a weird survey week mm-hmm. for for uh, that last survey out on Leech. Um, and and the year classes there are doing well. We're kind of on every other year uh, cycle for strong year classes on Leech, but we're of course you know we have that great large lake program in place. Uh, in the state of Minnesota, and and our large lake specialists are some of the best, um, and we are, are really on top of monitoring these systems and uh, making adjustments where where we need to be. And some of these lakes, we're we're working on new five-year plans, or are going to be kind of cranking these out over the next uh, 16 months or so. And so we'll be getting input from folks on those. We have input groups, and and everyone gets a chance to to chip in and. Uh, We've been able to provide pretty good data to inform those, you know, to to put the the context around some of those discussions. So proud of that. Um, Lake, you know, just going around the roundup here. Lake of the Woods is doing well. You know, just the winter fishery was a little spotty. You know, people kind of keeping their eye out on on that. Um, we could use a good, strong twenty three, you know, twenty twenty three year class. Mark Bacigalupi is the new Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager. We have a lot more to cover as we take a look at the Northwest region next. I'm Kevin Cochran, celebrating another year of patiently educating Kev Jackson on fishing small bunion country. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Cast a line this summer and discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, with over 400 lakes and a 25-mile radius, creates a premier destination for all anglers. With an abundance of multi-species available, you'll catch more fish, bigger fish, and create better stories to last a lifetime. For more information, go to visitbemidji.com. Bemidji points to further. Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Missile Guide League, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. A while ago, I had a chance to talk with Mark Bacigalupi. He is the new Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, and we're doing an overview of what's going on in the Northwest region. One of the things I know about the, the guys in the DNR is a lot of you guys know each other from different regions and different areas. And so how many of the people you're working with in the Northwest region had, had you already met in the past? Well, yeah, many. Um, it, it's interesting where um, we had a, a fisheries academy. We call it the fisheries academy, or it's an occasion where for two and a half days we get the, all of the fishery staff together at Camp Ripley in, in the center of the state. 
And we go over, you know, special projects that folks are working on, some operational stuff, um, some training, you know, professional development type stuff. It's a great opportunity to get everybody together. And that was the first time we've done that in three years, of course, and everyone knows why that is. <laughs> um, and so it's great to see some familiar faces and some new and some new folks too, because, you know, to be honest, we had some retirements over the last three years. And that's one of the challenges out there. We're working on uh, refilling those empty seats and, and gaining back that capacity we lost, you know, where there was a, an agency, all state agencies couldn't hire um, for a, for a year and a half there or so. So still catching up on that. So uh, when, when this job became available, um, and that was when, you know, Henry retired, of course, um, as you looked at the possibility, was it uh, just, you know, I, wa- I want to be a regional manager or was it more, I want to be a Northwest regional manager? <laughs> it was some of both. Um, yeah. You know, one of the neat things about being a regional manager is you work with the fisheries management team. It involves our um, our operations people, of course, the fisheries section manager, Brad Parsons. Um, we have a new northeast regional manager, Leslie George. Uh, Ryan Nurbin and Jack Lauer are, the, are their great existing um, central and southern region uh, managers. And so we have a great team there where we get together um, on a regular basis to talk about the challenges out there, make sure we're all on the same page on statewide issues, um, talking about messaging, talking about the budget, <laughs> you know, those types of things where uh, you get the opportunity to, to chip in your two cents on um, hopefully steering the ship a little bit. So. Um. One of the things you can certainly bring to the table uh, when it comes to the Northwest region, one of the challenges we're seeing more and more of up here is something you've been dealing with even longer down in the Brainerd area, and that is uh, invasive species, in particular uh, zebra mussels, which are really starting to affect our lakes here. I don't know that there's a ton we can do. Uh, we keep trying, uh, but you, you've obviously you know, seen it up close and personal uh, the last many years. Yeah, I, I do. I feel like um, it's deja vu in some of the discussions with the fisheries groups um, that we've been talking with. We recently w- met with the Cass Lake input group. Um, you know, clear water there has changed the way people are fishing. Um, you know, first they're concerned about walleyes disappearing, but it, it, then they'll actually see a pot of them swim by in the clear water, and, and they cast everything in their tackle box at them, and they won't bite. And, the, and the, you know, the light goes on. It's like, well, these fish are here. And instead of going deeper, they actually went shallower. And, and so these, you know, kind of parallel discussions have gone on that, uh, you know, Brainerd has, was a little hot, you know, it's kind of a hot spot for some of the newer infestations. And so we're in Brainerd five years ahead of the discussions that are starting to occur in other places, you know, Leach and Cass and, and maybe eventually Red Lake, um, so um, this is like similar discussions. The fishermen are like, well, we just have to adjust our tactics. Actually, there's, you know, there's some really nice walleyes out there, and we have to start fishing at night, for example. A big, you know, a big thing at, on, on the cast chain has been night trolling. You know, we know that around here, Kev, um, uh, people have adjusted to doing a little bit more of that. And, uh, mm-hmm. and to a large degree, you know, you're seeing things like double or triple the catch rates at night, or, wow. you know, between 10 and 
midnight basically so that's just some of the interesting stuff that I've seen and hopefully I can and, and there's a lot of research uh, you know it's not like um, this is a surprise to us we've seen this um, there's a lot of special projects going on we're collaborating with researchers from places like the U of M on uh, on trying to figure out answers you're right we can't do a ton about it but just understanding it and explaining to folks that is going to be important, and, and there are some management changes that that could change um, as a result of some some of the adjustments that we're seeing seeing out there. One of the um, the things that I have certainly learned doing numbers of, of conversations about the AIS over the years, uh, zebra mussels do not eliminate walleyes, but they certainly do change where they are and when they're biting, uh, just as you were just talking about, and that's really. A whole new learning curve uh, for the angler, and as you as you noted, that means fishing at night. That means fishing very early in the morning. But the walleyes are there; they haven't left. Yeah, one of the, um, I guess the kind of the new I shouldn't say new messages as 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 I think about this. It's it's not that zebra mussels are taking a ton of energy out of the system. They do have to sequester some in their own bodies. You know, some calcium in their shells. So we look at, we've been measuring calcium levels in lakes and stuff, and for the most part, that doesn't seem like calcium is a limiting nutrient um, in our systems. But um, energy isn't really being zapped out of the system. It's changing where that energy lies in the system, more to bottom-type, bottom shallow-type water areas. We say, you know, we say benthic instead of pelagic, the open water areas. And so, yeah, what does that mean? Does it mean uh, more plant growth in some areas or different types of plants? Um, uh, so, some interesting case studies out there where um, maybe some crayfish are capitalizing on that benthic energy and um, and that, that entry into the food chain uh, for fish. You know, some species are going to take advantage of that and others won't uh, or they're, they're somewhat... Uh, just slight, you know, community shifts potentially because of those changes. Energy isn't being zapped out of the system as much as it's just shifting where, where that energy is. We will wrap it up with the new Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, Mark Bacigalupi, next. This is Mandy here, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Wrapping up my conversation with Mark Bacigalupi, the new Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager. What have you learned? I mean, obviously, I know you, you knew the Northwest region quite well, long before you, you took the position or, or offered the position, but now that you've actually dove in been meeting with the people from the Northwest region. Is there anything new that you learned that surprised you about uh, some of the waters in the Northwest region? 
Oh, what surprised me? Um, you know, I'm three months in, and the water's been frozen the whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm really looking forward to doing is we had a, uh, a productive walleye spawning egg cake station um, in the Pine River and in the region and in our region too in Brainerd in the Northeast. And there are, um, I'm going to get this wrong now, there are no less than five egg cakes in the Northwest region. And everybody does things a little bit different based on the system they're working in. So I'm looking forward to getting out to those and, and uh, uh, seeing people at the docks and seeing some of those, you know, little different operational things that are that are interesting and and what can we share in our knowledge and and what can we improve and what can and what can we just like say, hey, these guys are doing great, you know. Mm-hmm. And and getting that product that we need, you know, stocking isn't the answer to everything. One of my one of the favorite sayings that that Brad Parsons has is that we're not going to stock our way out of this this you know, situation of, you know, whatever, whatever issue there might be. Um, but, uh, walleye production and fishery, you know, fish production, the, um, the culture and care and raising of some of the fish that we do, walleyes, a lot of walleyes, some muskies and, and some trout in our cold water systems. Um, that's not going to go away either. So I, I like to highlight the, the, those things are still important to us, and, and being good at them uh, is still fun. Is still a fun part of the job too. So, I think one of the things I find most interesting, you know, from from the last ten years or so, is um, you, you were right when you said walleye was king. That's that's a fact. But how much more popular bass has become more widespread? There's always been a passionate bass angling society in minnesota that's getting bigger um the musky passion has gotten is, is very strong and now even like eel pout in the in the ice fishing season has become a very very popular thing it, it seems the anglers and i think a lot of this has to do with social media and being able to learn things a lot quicker about what's going on around the state anglers are getting to be a little more diverse and a little more willing to bounce around and try different things than maybe they were 10 15 years ago yeah, it is interesting seeing those specialty groups pop up. You know, there's a there's a Tulabi group. You know, Tulabi enthusiasts, uh, whitefish folks, uh, lake trout. You know, you can find a a Facebook group or a you know group uh, enthusiast group for everything, and uh, it's amazing how good they get at at their specific craft. Um, yeah, and and it just. Uh, you know, and we've we've uh, increased. One one of the things we're doing in the section is is um, highlighting that our native fish species are um, are important. You know, we we're kind of trying to change the language around that and, and not use the term rough fish anymore, and and uh, highlight some of these other species that are um, that have been uh, you know kind of kicked to the curb sometimes, like gar or um, like some of the red horse species and. And so, like we we're saying, you know, yeah, people are willing to try different things, and and catch and re- catch and release is is uh, is just as fun for those folks as taking a meal home and and getting a picture of that species or saying, you know, like this is my thirty second species that I've caught this year. That's all part of the fun, and that, and that's great too. 
As you, uh, you know, look around the state of Minnesota and you look around what's going on, and I know you're, you're well aware of everything going on, besides AIS, which is a big one, obviously, what are some of the other challenges fisheries people are dealing with uh, in Minnesota and maybe even uh, around the nation? Yeah, um, you, you mentioned, the, you know, the big ones, invasive species, um, and, and I mentioned, you know, kind of building back that capacity of, Having our workforce, um, mm-hmm. where we'd like to, where we can do the work we we know is out there and is needs to be done. Um, it's all kind of related to. I I would just say, just like every other industry, inflation is a huge is a huge issue. We we put a project out to bid and it comes in two or three times higher than we you were kind of expecting. So that affects everybody in every sector, but that that's a real issue out there. Mm. Yeah. I imagine it is. Um, we, um, you know, we we hear a lot about climate change. What are you guys seeing? I would say on the ground, except, but I guess I'd better say on the water when it comes to climate change <laughs> in northern yep. Minnesota. We do a really good job in our department, I would say, of of talking about climate change and and having people in monitoring positions or strategically um, taking measurements of. Uh, of things we have our sentinel lakes program that's taking extra uh it has really good structure around it and uh we're we're making measurements throughout the food chain not just of our predator fish species but uh zooplankton you know taking samples of zooplankton getting water temperature data Um, and we have a climate change adaptation group that's continually talking about um you know, what can we be doing from a planning standpoint to kind of be ready for these things strategically and uh, and putting our money in strategic ways that, you know, we aren't going to be chasing our chasing our tail on certain things. So it's just being strategic about um, about that and then communicating um, what we're seeing. Well, once again, Mark, we thank we thank you for taking the time today. We congratulate you once again on being the Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager. I I know because I've done this for a number of years. We're going to have a lot of conversations over the over the course of the years, but a good way to kick it off. Uh, anything else, Mark, before we wrap it up? No, I just thank you and uh, hope to see you out on the water. All right, Mark Bachigalupi, he is the new Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, coming over from the Brainerd Lakes area where he was the area supervisor for a number of years. Mark, again, thanks for your time, and we'll talk again soon. Yeah, happy spring. Fish 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 Fish